This week, we continue our sermon series on Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, where Jesus explores what it looks like to follow him and to live in God's kingdom. We see very clearly that the kingdom of heaven is like an upside-down version of this world. Or is it that this world is an upside-down version of the kingdom of heaven? As we live into this holy disturbance that we find ourselves in in this time in history, we have an opportunity to turn our world right side up. And so we look to Jesus' Sermon on the Mount to see what that would look like and what that means, how we can change our actions to reflect God's kingdom here and now. In this part of Scripture, we can see the relation between the laws of the Old Testament and God's kingdom. At the beginning of his sermon, Jesus says in Matthew chapter 5, verse 17, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I haven't come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. The crowds that had gathered to hear Jesus speak were very well-versed in Old Testament law and the teachings of the prophets, and how these holy scriptures directed their lives. And so Jesus uses several contrasting statements, saying, You have heard it said this way, but I tell you this. He uses these not to criticize what the Old Testament says and say that it's wrong, but to challenge the way that many of the Jewish people had come to understand those things how they came to understand those laws and live them out. Jesus came to fulfill the law, to point to what these laws really mean in practical application. Christian author and blogger Sarah Bessie puts it this way, The laws that matter so much to the religious elite and the culture at large, they're important to Jesus, of course, but not at the expense of humanity. When Jesus says, you have heard it said this way, but I say this, he's taking us further into God's redemption and holiness, God's love and peacemaking, than we are prepared to go ourselves sometimes. Today's scripture includes several of these contrasting statements. Hear these words of Jesus from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5, verses 38 through 42. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist an evildoer. But if anyone strikes you on the right cheek, turn the other also. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your coat, give your cloak as well. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go also the second mile. Give to everyone who begs from you, and do not refuse anyone who wants to borrow from you. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his word. In the Old Testament books of Leviticus and Exodus, we see this law of retaliation, an eye for an eye. And it's an attempt to curb people's tendency toward limitless revenge. Often when we're wronged by someone— We think to ourselves, I want them to know how it feels. Or, I want them to know just how much they hurt me. 
this law was put into place to make sure that revenge didn't go too far. And in today's scripture, we see Jesus not only affirming this law, but then taking it a step further by calling his disciples to reject retaliation completely, saying, but I tell you, do not resist an evildoer. He's saying retaliation against someone is not of the kingdom of God. And then Jesus even takes that one step further and says, in fact, don't just resist the evildoer. Act in a positive way toward that person instead. If someone slaps you backhandedly across the face, insulting you as well as hurting you physically, then instead of doing what you're compelled to do and slapping them right back, offer the person your other cheek instead. If you're sued by someone and literally losing the shirt off your back, don't only willingly give them your shirt, but willingly give them your coat as well. And I can hear Jesus adding, now don't literally do this, like this exact thing, because you would then be standing there naked and we don't want that. But the point is, be secure enough in God's acceptance of you that you are accepted completely and wholly by God and be, be secure in that, that you don't insist on your own rights, legal or otherwise, but instead renounce those rights in, in, so that others' rights, others' interests might be glorified. And then Jesus says, and if a Roman soldier or government official forces you to carry their equipment a certain distance, rather than fighting against this government or plotting how to get even with them, do more than the law requires. Go an extra mile. The law of retaliation was instituted to curb this, this evil tendency that we have because of the hardness of people's hearts. But the prophets in the Old Testament they predicted a time when there would be a change of heart among God's people who would be living under a new covenant. In Jeremiah chapter 31, it says, I will put my teaching within them and I will write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. The prophets Jeremiah and Ezra told us that not only would people's sins be forgiven, but obedience to God would spring from their hearts as a new age dawned. And if we live according to Jesus' teachings that he teaches us in this Sermon on the Mount and in his life about the kingdom of heaven, then we have the opportunity to participate in this prophecy coming, through, coming true. Obedience to God would spring from our hearts as a new age dawned. Each of these illustrations that Jesus gives us here and these five verses of today's scripture, they show a change of heart. Turn the other cheek when someone slaps you. If you're sued for your shirt, give them your coat as well. When a Roman soldier forces you to serve them, go twice as far and give to those who ask of you with a generous spirit. Jesus describes an entirely different way of relating to one another than we are inclined to do. 
inviting us into relationships that aren't governed by power, but by vulnerability that is grounded in love. Jesus invites us to overcome the urge of retribution and retaliation with loving submission and self-control. We might be tempted to interpret such an invitation as outdated, but Jesus' words were just as countercultural then as they are now in this post-Christian era. Jesus lived as a Jewish person in an area that was under Roman authority. In this post-temple, post-Jerusalem, nothing was the way that it was supposed to be reality. Very similar to this upside-down world that we currently find ourselves in. As we live into this holy disturbance that is this time in history, we have an opportunity to participate in turning our world right side up. Not to see people as enemies or people who have wronged us and focus on how we are going to enact revenge, but seeking justice and seeing people as human beings worthy of compassion and mercy. Those things can go together, justice and compassion and mercy to live further into God's redemption and holiness, love and peacemaking than we are ever prepared to go ourselves. We know that power corrupts, that strength, our individual strength, eventually fails. And survival of the fittest, those things that we are prone to think about as, as the ways that we live in this world, that just leaves bodies strewn on the ground. Love alone has the power to transform and redeem and create new life. As the Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. said, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. Amen and amen.